Why, hello, it is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to chat with Devin Kennedy over Zoom video. Devin was born and raised in Los Angeles. He comes from a very musical household. His dad wrote music for different commercials and films. Devin started his musical journey on the drums. He played that for a number of years, played drums in a band in eighth grade, and eventually got the courage to sing and play guitar. He was writing the songs for the band, but he never had the courage to actually sing them, so he was always the drummer. He attended school at Berklee School of Music. We talk about that, going to Boston, working 40 hours a week while also getting his degree from Berklee. Different songwriting sessions he's done over the course of the years. A song that he wrote ended up making it onto Songland, so we talk about that. We talk all about his artist project, the EP he released uh, in the summer last year, and all about this new batch of songs that he's releasing with the most recent song called Follow Through, and we talk all about the music video that he directed himself. You can watch the interview with Devin on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. We'd love it if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, it'd be awesome if you follow us there and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with Devin Kennedy. Uh, this is about you, your journey in music, and we'll talk about the new record coming out what, in about 10 days or so. Yes, sir. 10 days. Awesome. Awesome. Um, looks like you have uh, quite the music history within your, yeah, at least yourself, but um, tell me about where you were born and raised, and I want to get into how you got into music. Totally. I'm from Los Angeles, born and raised, uh, oh, southern wow. part of Los Angeles. Um, one of the, uh, the only people from LA that's decided to stay in the music industry, I think, um, <laughs> one of the, one of the very rare people that are born and raised and stayed in LA, right? Definitely. Um, I feel like you get a lot of trans transplants in the music industry, but very oh, rarely sure. do you hear about somebody from LA. So yeah, I, I was kind of always in it. I mean, something I wanted to, you know, wanted to be in music since I was really, really young. I, I grew up in a musical family. My dad um, plays guitar and bass and, um, used to produce some um, like film and TV music. So I was kind of in and oh, out wow. of studios growing up, meeting random people, playing in bands, you know, the whole thing. Um, and then in high school, I started self-producing my band. I really wanted to be on Warp Tour. I wanted to, to go For around sure. playing, pop, playing pop punk music, <laughs> you know? That's a dream in uh, high school. It was, man. It was <laughs> it was a good time. We, w- we would be touring on our, our winter breaks and stuff, you know, wow. self-booking self-booking tours, getting out, playing to nobody, you know, all that good stuff. And, um, and yeah, that, you know, once I started college, uh, started, uh, music production and business and kind of just started doing my own thing, decided that, uh, I was kind of carrying a lot of the weight of the band. So I might as well Mm -hmm. just be a solo artist. And, um, that was a few years ago now, kind of took like a couple iterations of my project to get to where I wanted to, uh, be for, for releasing, you know, EPs and all that good stuff. But, um, but yeah, settled into, to doing pop songs. Um, it, once I started college, fell in love with, with like the craft of songwriting and producing and, um, kind of just like melding a lot of different genres and worlds together now is my favorite thing to do. 
Amazing. I want to back up a little bit here. So you said your dad was a musician. He, he did what scoring from television or something or um, more like uh, advertising, like infomercials. He would do the music oh. for those um, like jingles and, or just like the back. Yeah. The, in a way, like a dope. lot of background, a lot of background music for like, like someone's trying to sell you like a yoga package and mm -hmm. he's got, he's doing the music for the background and, oh. um, and things like that. A lot of random gigs. Um, but he he worked in advertising, but he also loved music. So he's like, why don't I make the music for the advertising? You know? That's so, brilliant. That's awesome. Yeah. And you have to be able yeah. to capture. It's similar to, I guess, film and, and TV where you have to capture the feeling of the scene or I mean, you got to make a feeling for if you want to buy, like you said, if you're buying a yoga mat or if you're going on a Caribbean cruise or I mean, there's different styles you'd have to be able 100%, to. Yeah, we, we uh, he, he was doing a lot of different genres, a lot of different things back then, for sure. That's rad. Yeah. Um, did that draw you to music? I mean, you said that you were in and out of studios as a kid. Definitely. I mean, I was meeting a lot of people, just like random collaborators that he had um, on some of that stuff uh, when I was um, like starting high school one of his really close friends who became a mentor of mine as a producer pat reagan and he was helping me produce my band um, when i was younger and mm -hmm. really like taught me so much about production and songwriting and so just kind of like a lot of examples like that meeting people along the way that really you know along with my dad really inspired me to want to be um, on the creative side of music. I don't know if that was like being an, an artist particularly yet, or if I just wanted to produce or write, I, I just love doing it. Um, but e even before the studio stuff, I mean, we just had guitars around the house. You know, my dad was playing, just playing stuff all the time. And I was like trying to learn guitar with my small hands and you know, all that stuff. So That's it's just cool kind of always, always around. Yeah. I mean, there's like, you'll hear, um, you know, parents that had, Sometimes kids don't want to do what their parents did, right? It's like, oh, well, if you're yeah. doing that, that must not be cool. Or like right. they don't want anything to do with it. That's rather you're able to kind of follow suit with what he liked and, and you're also interested in it as well. Yeah, it, it was great. I mean, to this day, we, we are uh, we're super bonded on it. I'll send him. I'll be like, what do you think of this mix, man? Check this out. You oh, know, rad. Texting things back and forth and sharing songs or whatever. You know, he's he's all about it. So we, we have a great time um, just like you know, collaborating on it. So a bonding thing for us, for sure. Yeah. Does he help? Like, has he recorded on any of your records or anything like that? Or just kind um, of he hasn't recorded ahead on any, of time? Yeah, he listens ahead of time, gives me his notes. Um, sometimes I'm uh, open to them. Sometimes I'm not, you know, <laughs> sure. the song, I guess. Um, and uh, th there was a point uh, a few years back where he was doing some mastering on my stuff. We just like to, you know, stay creative together. So we have a good song. That's really um, cool. Yeah. And, and I also had a, a grandfather who was a concert pianist who um, is on my mom's side, who uh, also, you know, grew up growing up in a musical family, just very, uh, you know, very inspiring to hear the tapes of him playing in the 80s that we have. We just have like amazing recordings of him. So it's kind of just been everywhere since yeah, I was on both young. sides, right? Bo yeah. Both sides of your family. That's awesome. Um, totally. What was the first instrument you learned? Was it guitar when you were trying to noodle around uh, as a kid? It, it, so I got a guitar. And my hands were too small. I hated it. Um, and so I just, I decided on drums, um, which I'm sure my parents loved. And um, I just liked hitting things, I think. Right. Um, <laughs> and so I did that for a long time. Um, How old are you? Couple, I was three or four when I got my first drum kit. So Okay. My um, son's five I, and we got him one over COVID. 
like nice. when it started, but we got him the electric kit. So we didn't drive the neighborhood insane. That was my question. <laughs> was, was it electric or regular? It's electric. Um, you, you still can hear those pads though. You know? Yeah. Well, you can hear the pads. It's not ne- nearly as bad. Um, no, a buddy of mine's a, a drummer for, he drums for a bunch of bands and he, like, I was like, what do I get him? And he sent me one that has like an actual kick instead of like nice. a trigger kick. So he's like, you right. want this? So he learns, but like we had it, we're, we just moved to Nashville from San Diego. I'm born and raised in California as well. Oh, nice. Uh, but when we got here, it's a little bit more open and we were able to get somebody to actually, that was willing to teach a five-year-old how to play drums. So he just kind of right. started, which has been cool. But uh, that's, that's awesome. awesome. I mean, three, four years old. That's the, I wanted to learn there because that's kind of the, the, the instrument everyone needs, right? I mean, if you can, if you're a drummer, you can play with. <laughs> I, I totally agree. <laughs> like, I think I would have loved to start on guitar, like realistically, or actually maybe even piano, but I'm glad I started on drums, not just because, I mean, I, I did it for so long, like playing in bands and just like learning the ways of the industry before I started, like, or before I really felt comfortable singing in front of people, you know, when mm-hmm. I was like 15, 16, I started fronting the band and singing and all that I, I drummed in bands for a long time and but what, what i find now in like all my songwriting like in my sessions and just like meeting other collaborators to me the best producer is always the, the one who started as a drummer i don't know why really? that is but the rhythm is so important and i just i'm always like man you're such a great producer let me ask you this did you start on drums and they're like yeah dude i did every time wow that's rad that's rad to know i want to throw them in piano too but i haven't found anyone willing to teach a five-year-old piano (laughs) that sounds sounds a little tedious (laughs) but that's that's awesome that's cool to know because uh yeah like i said i put him there because he was smashing stuff i'm like i need to get him out of like some energy out of this kid and i'll throw him that way but okay so you learn drums and you stick you stuck with that for a while or were you learning guitar and other instruments kind of slowly picking up yeah, slowly picking up guitar and bass along the way. Um, like middle school, high school, really started to get into guitar. Um, and then by the time I was in high school, I was just playing in my band and I was playing guitar and singing and had kind of put drums on the back burner and mm-hmm. uh, they've been there ever since. But um, yeah, and then and then just started picking up piano as well in in like high school, college, um, which is still, I wish I would have started on it because it's. I look at the piano, I'm like this doesn't make any sense to me even though I, <laughs> right. I know how to play it but right. it's still like the guitar i don't even have to think about it you know right right so right. Exactly. i still have to think about piano and i don't like that so <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow well with the with the first band that you're in or this band that would you said tour on winter break or whatever it was was that your first band that you were in um i was in a couple like i i did a uh like summer camp where i did some like covers and played some of my first shows when oh, i was in cool. middle school and like, like a rock talent. band type camp yeah yeah like talent exactly like talent show things at school like you know just random things that popped up i was playing a lot of covers um and then in middle school i uh i like wrote five or six songs and put out an ep for my um like my eighth grade project it was like a, a thing wow. you had to do for school and it was like the teacher helped us put it on iTunes. And it was like the coolest thing ever. We got our stuff on iTunes. Like we sold two copies of our EP. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, um, and that's been taken down long, long taken down from the internet at this point, but. But at least um, you have that. That's so yeah, cool. Yeah, we have it. Yeah. So, so that was where I started. And then, like I said, in high school, that's when I really started in like getting into 
writing, producing, doing the the rock band thing and um, singing it all. And uh, that's when we kind of started touring that stuff. And that was a lot of fun. It was like my best friends in high school, just jumping in a van and, you know, having a mm-hmm. great time. Was, was that EP you put out in eighth grade? Was that all you or that was in a band setting and you... That was that was in a band. I actually didn't even sing those songs. I wasn't comfortable singing in front of people yet. So I wrote them and then I had oh. a singer sing them. And, and were uh, you the drummer? I was the drummer, yeah. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. So you're like, okay, yeah. guys, I'm going to write all the songs. Or you're like, I have all this material, but you guys do the, you do what, Pretty I, yeah, much. what I wrote and I'm going to play drums. That's awesome. Yeah, there was one. <laughs> there was one song that they got me to sing, and and then I remember doing it live for the first time, and I was like, I'm never singing in front of anybody ever again. That was horrible. <laughs> and then like two years later, I was like, All right, it's time to start singing. You know? Okay. Well, yeah. What changed? Like, what made you? Or like, how'd you build confidence enough to be like, you know what? I'm gonna just go for it. Whatever. I I think I just kept writing, and I was like, All right, I really love these songs. I, I think it's probably like I'm 16 now. Like, it's probably time that I face this fear um and also you know just playing with my friends and like them encouraging me to be like well why are you like why do you want to look for a singer like you should just sing them you know and i think in the bands i was in i was getting a little tired of my lead singers too i'm like wait i'm writing the songs and you're doing what like you're the singer right. like no i think it's time for me to be singer, you know <laughs> yeah wow okay what was that what was the band that you started doing that with like uh how long were you guys around for I mean, to do touring and stuff, you must have yeah, we, somewhat we, of a, established, you know. Uh, you'd be surprised. I wouldn't call it established. <laughs> it's a, you know, it was, a tour in itself. I mean, yes. that's, that's some, I mean, you're actually looking for like, okay, well, this is going to be something I want to uh, strive for. This is more than a hobby oh, yeah. now, right? I, I took it very seriously. It was my number one priority um, in high school. And uh, yeah, we were, we were probably around for like, Four, three, four years, um, put out an album, almost two albums worth of music. Um, and uh, yeah, we're just like bo- self book little tours up and down, you know, California coast or go to Arizona or just, you know, random little dates that we could, um, we could figure out getting to. And it was so much fun. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, it just kind of fizzled out at the end of high school, like people went to college and I was like the only one who said, no, I, I, I want to keep doing music. So I'm going to go study that. And, you know, you went going. to Berkeley, right? To, I did. Okay. Tell me about getting into that school and that process. Cause I've heard, I've talked to many people that have went there and everyone's got a little different story as far as like how they got in and how, and how you, yeah. How, how that all happened. Totally. It, it actually wasn't something that I was heavily considering. Um, I, I had taken a couple production classes from Berkeley online during high school. Cause um, I really just wanted to learn about like, mixing and things that I, I felt like I didn't have a full grasp on when I was trying to produce my band. So uh, my parents helped me like just enroll in, in uh, some non-credited courses at Berkeley. Mm. And I, I really enjoyed it like my junior year of high school. And then when it came time to apply to colleges, I had horrible grades. Like it was, you know, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I really wanted to go to a school that wasn't going to judge me too harshly on my math grades and just kind of <laughs> right. let, let me in. Like I'm, I'm sending them like two full albums worth of music that I produced, but I'm still getting denied from some schools because of my grades. It's like, okay, is that where I want to be? I don't know, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I applied to a lot of different schools. I really wanted to go to uh, USC. And that was like my goal growing up. I, I went to a high school where like, like, 20% of the kids went to USC. It's like ridiculous. Oh. So 
all, they all got a pretty decent going, songwriting. I mean, they have a good songwriting program there, don't they? They do. The program. Their, their pop music program is really cool. I wanted to be close to home. That was like kind of the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't get in there. I didn't get into a lot of the schools um, that I applied to specifically for music. Um, and I had kind of just thrown the application into Berkeley. Like, don't know if it's my, I mean, it, it would be, inc- I don't know if I'm even going to get in, but sure. Like, let's definitely just, you know, let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were one of the first schools to accept me. And then um, I kind of like looked back at the courses I had taken and I was like, well, four years of that sounds awesome. So let's mm-hmm. do that. And wow. I, I, lo- I loved it. It changed, it changed everything, honestly. Once, oh, did you do an audition process or did they just kind of listen to your records and were like, oh, they just, this- yeah, they just let me in based on, on, uh, I think they liked that I had taken some classes beforehand, but, mm-hmm. um, they also, I think they just judged, judged me based off of what I had been working on and the work I had already done. And that was what I was looking for. It was really, really cool to be accepted there. I was, you know, yeah, my mom, definitely. my mom was crying that day. Oh, wow. Huge. <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah. So you must have known, remember getting like what a letter in the mail, you had to open it up and figure out. It was a, in. it was an email and I oh, got an it email. at school and I was like, guys, like when I get home, we're opening the email. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it was a big thing. You guys all got around the computer and did it. That's cool. It, it, absolutely. It's like the videos you see online where the whole family's like huddled around, like I waiting to see what, what happens. Yeah. That is awesome. That is awesome. Like I said, I've heard other different stories where it's like, okay, you're going to play this song and then you have to sight read and then do this. Or there's somebody that like, yeah, I just apply and they got in, but like, or yeah. I had to submit music and they, I got in that way. So it's interesting. The different angles that, that people can take to, to go to that school. Totally. I I'm, I'm thankful I did it my way because I mean, I, I never really had any intention of going to college to like study a specific instrument. Like I had mm-hmm. already kind of learned enough about, learned enough guitar, learned enough, whatever. So um, I wanted to go to produce and learn about the business and, you know, meet people. So mm-hmm. yeah. um, a kind of a combo of that, but, but the, the specialty or like the degree program that I was in didn't really care as much about like your, how, how well you played an instrument and more just about, you know, what are you doing and what do you want to do? That's cool. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You said that changed everything for you when you went there. What do you mean by that? Uh, I got there and it was, um, musical culture shock. You know, I, I was like rock band, like so dead focused on like being in a pop punk band and like, just (laughs) like shielded. Like I was just looking at that Mm -hmm. and, I got there and one of the first classes I took was an ear, uh, ear training class, critical listening class. And they were like, well, you're going to listen to like 72 albums this semester. And they're, oh, they're wow. what we, they're what we consider to be the best albums ever made. You know, like U2, Josh Retrieve, all the Beatles records, like things like mm-hmm. that. And, um, and, but, but all different genres are, they're throwing country albums in there. They're throwing, you know, um, rap hip hop stuff in there. Like just a little bit of everything. And, um, that was when it, it just kind of changed everything from a genre perspective. It was like quality is quality. Music is quality music. Like I never even thought about other music until now. Mm-hmm. And that's everything flipped. And I, I even kind of just stopped really listening to rock pop punk stuff and was just into like, I was listening to Taylor Swift, 1989, you know, I mean, I'm in full pop mode. Um, by the time I'm in I love her year. she's like one of my favorite artists ever the, the best I mean I think 1989 is like the best pop album ever made that was like uh-huh. whoa this is amazing you know um things like that or you know I always I love John Mayer growing up he's like my second concert I ever saw when I was in like uh I don't even know third grade or something so um oh. 
Another but when I Berkeley got there, alumni, that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. But when I got there is when I really uh, like everything changed. And I was like, wow, what if I was a solo artist? What if I was like not doing rock? What if I was doing like pop musical R&B, like all these other things that I love now, you know, and, and it really mm -hmm. just really opened my mind up to a lot of different genres. That's awesome. And when you were there, did you produce for people like they were going to the school or did you continue working in like a band setting there or was it mainly nope. just studying? Yeah, main, a lot of studying. Um, I was working, um, working full time as well, um, just to kind of get through school and, and keep things moving along. Um, but I, I was producing for others and slowly developing what became my artist project, though that didn't really uh, I didn't really come out with that until, you know, towards the end of my uh my time there but you did a lot of traveling i, I uh, switched i ended up doing a lot of classes online i was um music directing some artists and producing people and just bouncing around trying to play shows and have a good time and meet people and mm -hmm. um, it, was, it was a really fun couple of years mm -hmm. wow um on the on like the working full-time thing like how did you juggle working 40 hours a week and then going to to class and trying to learn all this other stuff and were they uh, maybe I'm thinking of a different school, but they are, are is at Berkeley. Do they kind of uh, tell you not to work when you're going there? Or is that not really a thing that they bring up? Um, I mean, I think it just made a, a scheduling a little bit more difficult on everybody. Um, uh -huh. I, I wasn't told not to work, but okay. um, I think it was kind of implied like you're in a full-time, you know, college degree, like probably don't work a full-time job in addition to that. Um, right. That's, you know, crazy time commitment. But, <laughs> sure. um, but, uh, what it ended up being is that the, the, the uh, company I was working for was flexible enough to let me, you know, kind of bounce in and out when I had classes or needed to do homework. But like I was doing my homework on my, my breaks, you know, I'm sitting in the mm -hmm. break room, like doing my, whatever acoustics wow. calculations or whatever <laughs> I need to be doing. Sure. So, um, but yeah, it was a, it was a wild few years. I, I don't know how I, I really don't know how I kept up with that time commitment. It was just like keeping my head down and not looking up for three years, I think. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when you finish, uh, what, what, what happens next? Like, where do you go from there? And what, when you like, was there like, what was it aside from having the artist project? Was that kind of the end game when you, when you left school? Uh, artist project was always the main priority to be an artist. And then um, just picking up, you know, production and um, songwriting sessions and, and opportunities along the way when they, when they uh, opened up. Um, the mm -hmm. artist project has opened a lot of doors for me working for other artists and meeting other artists. And that's always been um, something that I've, I've tried to be involved in as much as possible, though, um, you know, it's only so much time I can commit to uh, things beyond my artist project. But, mm -hmm. but that was the main goal coming out of school was, was focus on being an artist, focus on rolling out you know, the first round of songs that I had made for this project. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm back in LA full time at that point, not doing a lot of traveling, um, kind of had put a pause on a lot of like the touring gigs or, um, you know, any kind of live opportunities I had going at that point and was really focused on my project. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I moved out of my hometown up to uh, a Valley in Los Angeles in studio city where I live now. And, um, and so that, that changed everything too. I was really like just put in the middle of the industry, could meet as many people as I wanted to, could work seven days a week doing sessions if I wanted to. And that was the first time I had, had that kind of experience and, um, you know, ability to do that. 
So mm-hmm. I saw yeah. that, or I've read that you were, you've worked with, I mean, huge names, Andy Grammer and, you know, Ryan Tedder and Jake Miller, different artists like that. Like, how did you have those, like, how did those relationships form and how did you get those opportunities? Yeah. I mean, it's just, a, depends on the situation. It's, I mean, it's always through connections. Um, random things just pop up. I, I uh, worked with a, a friend of mine, James Maslow for years on the road and in the studio. And um, he just came through a, a mutual friend and, um, you know, my, Jake Miller is a, a close friend now, but I met him originally, like we have the same manager. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I had uh, just met the manager and then he set me up with Jake and now we've done a ton of work together. Um, or I, you know, I've met some people through, I had some songs on uh, the show Songland that I produced and wrote and, you know, got, oh. got to meet some incredible, um, incredible writers and producers doing that. So it's really just being in the middle of it out here and, and taking, I mean, there was a period of time, probably two year period after I got out of school leading up to, to the pandemic where I was working, you know, I was in five, seven sessions a week, nonstop. Whoa. Okay. Um, so you meet a ton of people doing that. that I, yeah. I don't really love, to, you know, I'm not really like the, uh, let me go and network at this industry party, though I, I will, but <laughs> I, I would rather meet all my, my collaborators and my industry folks, like in a creative capacity. Like that's how I met, met people along the way. Like, oh, you want to write? Yeah, let's write. I would love to, to work with you, you know? Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Um, when, when, I'm just curious on the Songland thing. Did you, were you on the show as, at like pitching a song or you just had song like, how no, I had a, I had two songs uh, randomly um, that I had done for uh, what I, at the time what I thought were other artists. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I produced a song for a friend uh, at a camp for a friend David Davis, and then uh, my other friend Dan Burke, um, who I work with a ton, and they both separately were like, "Hey, I, I sent the song into Songland, and they love it, and they want to put me on, you know, whatever episode. Is that okay?" I'm like, yeah, I now have two songs on the show. That's perfect. <laughs> I love that. So cool. actually yeah. I've, I've interviewed David Davis before. That's funny nice. that, that, that you pitched a song. <laughs> I yeah. didn't know that part of the story. I like that. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he's a, he's a crazy talented guy. That was a, that was a fun one. We, we met at a camp um, at a Capitol records. Actually, we did that song and uh, like a couple months, we, we loved it that day. And then a couple months later, he was like, guys, they want to put it on Songland." We're like, yeah, that sounds great. David. Didn't Let's it get, it. I want to say it got chosen, didn't it? It did. It won. Yeah. For what? I can't remember what artist uh, it was. It's a Ben. It's a Ben Platt song now. Oh yeah. Okay. Now I didn't yeah. remember this. Yes. Okay. That is that is so awesome. What? What? Yeah. A, yeah I mean, you've probably never pictured that when you when it left. You know that building. <laughs> no. In fact, I thought I would I would have a David Davis song coming out. Um, right. And you know when we got that news, and then it was funny. He wasn't able to tell us when we want, you know, he, like we were waiting to hear, we heard it was Ben Platt. We're like, I wonder what's going to happen. And the only, he wasn't able to call us or whatever. He just sent us a number one uh, metal emoji in our group chat, like a gold metal emoji. Uh, Everyone was like, no way. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Very cool. David's great. And you, uh, you released your, your, your EP in the midst of the pandemic, correct? I did last year, (laughs) last, uh, last summer. How is like, tell me about that process. Was the record done and then COVID happens or were you working on it over that time period? I was, I was working on it um, for a while. Uh, some of the songs I wrote in 2020, some of the songs I wrote at the beginning of 2021. Um, and I was just trying to figure out what that looked like. If I wanted to do an EP, if I wanted to keep doing singles, all that, but it felt like the right time 
um, I, I had been wanting to do a, a project for a while and, um, it was just time to get it out there. I love the song so much and, uh, I wanted to do it justice by, you know, putting it on a project and having it live forever as opposed to just a string of singles like I had mm. been doing for the last couple of years. Was that like, I mean, not having the opportunity to really tour and promote it in a, in a live setting, was that ever a question to like not release it during that time period or you just wanted to get it out there? I wanted to get it out there. I, I write a lot of songs. So, you know, lo looking on to the next project, um, you know, I, I, I knew I'd be able to tour, tour it when the timing was right. Um, it, I mean, it's, it was a genuine concern. It, it's difficult to, it's difficult to get your stuff out there without, without live shows. Um, we're in a, a weird music industry right now, but, um, but it just felt like the right time and um, the right songs and, you know, things just come up and they, they feel like the right place in the right time. It was mm -hmm. time to put out an EP and um, you know, the time will come to play it live and that will be very exciting. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. And well, on kind of on the, you know, the conversation we're having earlier about working 40 hours a week and in the drive that you have to do this project and, and be an artist that is that kind of falls into your, the song that's coming out, right? It does. Um, yeah, I, th I think it's all intertwined. It's all the same message. Um, follow through is coming out. It's one of my favorite, favorite songs I've ever done. Um, and it's, it's about, uh, it's about feeling like life is just flying by, you know, L looking up from, from trying to figure out your life and get your stuff together, looking up and being like, wow, I haven't seen my friends in a while. I haven't seen my family in a little bit. Missed this party missed this gathering just because i was trying to you know get my own life together um mm -hmm. and uh i feel like hopefully the song is a reminder for me to uh not get so caught up in in how fast everything's moving and just kind of enjoy it is it I mean, that must be hard to do though i mean in an industry like the music industry where it's so quick and it's almost like you don't want to get left behind right it's all you always kind of have to be keeping up with whatever the next thing that's going on is. Yes. It's, it's a struggle. Um, it's something that I'm trying to be better about reminding myself that not everything needs to get done right in one specific moment, but I can take the night off and I can go, you know, see my family or I could go see my friends or whatever. That's something that I'm actively working to get better and better at, but it is definitely a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell me about the music video. You directed it. I did. I, I directed the music video, um, my, my directorial debut, um, and uh, super excited about it. I shot it with um, the, the videographer is a friend of mine, Alex Bemis, who I've known since I was in sixth grade, one of my best friends. And that's um, awesome to bring him through. That's cool. Yeah, he, he's going to be doing he's been doing everything with me for the last few years. He's he's the man and um, we love collaborating on things together. And um we uh, we wanted to choose an outrageous uh, outrageous backdrop for the video. I love continuous shots vi shot videos, so I'm a sucker for that. So I, I typed up a whole treatment, um, kind of going along with the the lyrics. How I want to have like a little picnic with an actress in the video, and I want to slow dance with her. The second verse mentions slow dancing, and um, so we kind of put it all together in this uh, interesting concept. We said, where do we want to shoot it? Where do we want to shoot it? What if we did it in a hot air balloon? And so, um, so we spent a couple of weeks trying to figure that out 
And um, we found maybe the only person who would allow me to go inside a hot air balloon in Temecula, uh, Temecula California, Skyline oh. Tours. Um, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> of course they guy, let you do that in Temecula, right? Of course. Um, <laughs> our, 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 guy, our guy showed up and killed it for us. We shot it at six in the morning and um, we, uh, we knocked it out and um, he uh, gave us a bottle of champagne at the end of it because we're in Temecula. It's wine country, you know? Of course. Um, so yeah, but inside it, the actual balloon itself, not in the, in the little basket. We're not in the basket. We are inside a half inflated balloon. So when, when the video starts, it's kind of like, where, where are we? It looks just like a colorful backdrop, but it kind of mm -hmm. reveals itself towards the end of the video. Yeah. Wow. That is, yeah. that's a, what a creative idea. I like that. Was it hard to, for them to kind of figure out how to get it to, to inflate? You know, yeah. Inflate yeah. With, without burning you guys to death. Yeah, it was pretty warm. I, I, I don't know the exact science behind it, but they were blowing some fans in there and it was really loud. And he seemed pretty confident that it wasn't going to cave in on us or anything. So, you know, <laughs> I, I trust him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but an interesting experience, you know? Um, he was like, are you sure you don't want to go up? Are you sure you don't want to go up in the balloon? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure I don't want to go up in the balloon. I think yeah. I'll stay on the ground. I'll stay on the ground for now. I, I'm terrified. I'm so terrified of those things. Like I would never... I would never go on a hot air balloon. Like I, yeah. I would much rather yeah. jump out of an airplane and like skydive than just spend any time just sitting up there. Yeah, the, it, it's, the it seems pretty terrifying. I mean, I don't know. When we got, we pulled up to shoot and it was in a field of, they were launching, I guess they do them every morning, whatever. They, la they launched mm -hmm. like 10, 15, 20 of these balloons in the field and then ours just stayed on the ground. But um, we were watching all these people leave and we we're like, yeah, no, we're not not gonna be doing that. I want no, no. part of that. Yeah. So how big are the like? I'm sure you got to see like how big the like, the basket is. Like, is that a situation where you're sitting or I I I don't know. Every time I see the thing, I'm just assuming that it's like about belly button high, and it'd be very easy to just kind of look over like, and fall out. And that's <laughs> what I'm saying. It, it's and you're pretty close to like the heat too. You know, it's like really hot. Um, I don't. Yeah, like I said, I don't I don't understand the science behind it. Yeah. Um, it, it, it is, uh, I think it's like a, you know, waist level, chest level basket. Um, oh, but they you. can't fit that many people. I mean, it's a small thing, man. I don't know. The balloons are massive though. The balloons mm -hmm. are like a half a football field. Like they're huge, but the okay. baskets are very small. So very yeah, tiny. I'll, I'll be, I'll be <laughs> yeah. staying, I'll be staying on the ground. For now. Yes. Yeah. I, I would be <laughs> on the ground along there with you. Yeah. So is this going to be part of an EP again, or are you going to do singles? And I'm sure you've got a lot of music ready yeah just got, by the amount got a of work of, you do yes got a lot of music ready um my favorite songs i've ever made um just kind of piecing together uh the the final um you know finishing touches on the next few singles but i, I will be rolling the next few singles into a project so super excited about that awesome awesome well i can't wait uh to hear the rest of the stuff and uh, see the video. I haven't had a chance to check out the video yet, so I'm excited. Definitely, you gotta, you'd let me know what you think, man. Uh, yeah, for sure. Cool. And I appreciate your time, Devin. This has been awesome. Uh, one more quick question for you. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Uh, my advice to aspiring artists, writers, producers is to um, trust your creative gut. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of industry people who will tell you it needs to be one way. There's a lot of collaborators that. Are, tell you it needs to be another way but i think you really know best especially for your own art and your own music um you gotta just you gotta make sure you're in love with it as opposed to appeasing the people around you make it your art 